0: These past five weeks, we've been reflecting on the message series of becoming a disciple. Because as we seek to follow Christ, we sometimes can struggle in how to concretely be able to measure and see how we're doing in becoming more the disciples who God has called us to be. So we're using the acrostic Christ, C-H-R-I-S-T, at St. Albert's to help us to become more the faithful followers, the disciples whom God has called us to be. And so far, we've reflected on the sea of Christ, of community, and how a disciple is someone who has an opportunity to gather with others and be able to share the faith and share what God is doing in their lives. The age of Christ, of holiness, of how someone who is seeking to be a disciple has time to be with God in prayer, and especially encouraging people to pray in the Adoration Chapel in the Palermo building right across from the church in the tower area, that, that's a great way to grow in holiness. The R in Christ for retreat, that a disciple is someone who goes on a yearly retreat, spending that time with God where they can grow in their relationship with God. The I in Christ of invest, especially investing in the parish and local community through the way that we seek to serve by offering the time and talents that God has given us in service to God. The S of Christ, sharing the faith, and especially encouraging to share the faith by inviting people to mass, to church, to small groups with us, and especially of sharing the social media posts that we're putting out in our various social media platforms at St. Albert the Great and helping to invite people in in that way. And then this weekend, we reflect on the T of Christ, which is tithe of how we seek to give back to God some of the financial blessings that God has given to us. And yes, I said the T word, tithe. People are like, oh no, it's gonna be a money homily. And honestly, I used to be terrified to speak about tithing, true story. And the reason was because I myself, in all honesty, didn't really understand what tithing was all about. It actually took another pastor to help me to really understand. And he challenged me, actually, on some of the ways that I had thought about tithing. And it was very helpful to me because it helped me to realize this particular analogy he gave me. He said, if you love someone... What do you typically do? And I said, well, if you love someone, you usually will spend time with them. You will usually give gifts, etc., to them. You show expressions of how you love them. And that pastor said, you're exactly right. That's what we do as human beings when we love someone. We spend time. We use the talents that we have to help that person. And we use the money, the finances that we have, as well as expressions of love towards them. He said, that's part of what tithing is all about. It's that way of saying, God, I know that you love me so much that you've given me these particular blessings. And Lord, it's an act of generosity and thanksgiving to you, an act of love, ultimately, that I give money back to you. And the pastor said something about tithing that I think I'll never forget. He said, when we love God, we tithe. When we realize how much God has loved us, we tithe as well. He says, tithing is not about money. Tithing is all about love. And when he shared that with me, something clicked as sometimes happens, and there was a shift in the way I even saw it. Hopefully, these words from this pastor also helped to bring about a shift in the way you see it as well, because really, it's all about love. And as we reflect on tithing, what happens is we learn more of where we love. This pastor also encouraged me. He said, look at your credit card statement. And he says, see where you spend money and you'll see the loves of your life. And that also is a very true statement. We come to learn and have revelation in that when we see where we're spending money. While you can't see the exact line item for Dr. Pepper on Father Charlie's credit card statement, Um, let's just say if I were to look at the supermarket bill and where our convenience store bill and had Dr. Pepper, Dr. Pepper would definitely line up there, right? So there's that way that we learn what it is that we prioritize, what it is that we love. And as we tithe, what's interesting is that it becomes easier actually to let go some of those things that we can put in the place of God. Whenever I tithe, it's easier for me to drink less Dr. Peppers. Or the other thing that a lot of times I used to spend money on is I was more interested in gaming, okay, and particular strategy type of stuff. And I realized how much money I was spending on that, and as I spent more tithing, I let go of those things. So that's also part of it is that way of seeing what it is that we value and how, out of love, we choose to let go of those things to God in different ways, shapes, or forms. Now, in the second reading, St. Paul especially teaches us in a scriptural way about tithing. He says, I know how to live in humble circumstances. I know also how to live with abundance. In every circumstance and in all things, I have learned the secret of being well-fed and of going hungry, of living in abundance and of being in need. St. Paul is basically sharing how he's experienced moments of his life where he's been very blessed financially and he's had more than what he needed, but moments also when he's experienced a lot of lack and where he's had various struggles. And he says the secret that he found when he has a lot or when he doesn't have a lot is the following, I can do all things in him who strengthens me. I can do all things in him who strengthens me. St. Paul gives us the core of what tithing is about in that very statement. Because as we give part back to God, we actually open our hearts to receive from God. Something that we can struggle with, often without even realizing it, is something called consumerism. We are marketed to non-stop in our current society. If you drive down the highway, you're marketed to. They're trying to sell you stuff with the various billboards, et cetera. If you go online and do any kind of web searching, they'll wonderfully, with the wonderful invention of Internet cookies, right? They will show you whatever it was that you were looking at of some product, etc., to say, hey, you haven't bought that thing yet. Don't forget about it, right? Uh, and I'm going to show you it on the targeted advertising that I'm doing. We're marketed to in different ways. And essentially, what happens is we're taught to consume. We're taught you need these kinds of things In order to be happy, in order to be fulfilled, in order to feel good about yourself, in order to feel beautiful, to feel strong, to feel intelligent, knowledgeable, etc. We're marketed to consume. And what tithing does is it hits that. It says, no, really the one you need is to receive more from God, to allow God to provide more. And as we tithe we have hearts open to receive more from God. As a priest, one doesn't become a priest to become rich in the earthly sense, but I'm well provided for. I don't have needs. But what's interesting, as a priest, as I myself have entered more into a tithing mentality, people give me money more. It's funny because when I first became a priest, people wouldn't just like hand me money after Mass or in different moments, etc. But I started to notice as I entered into a mindset of tithing, people would do that more. So I actually have a greater capacity to give now even than I did before, even though as a priest, my priest's salary is the exact same. But more money comes to me in different ways, shapes, or form. And that's what St. Paul is getting at in the second reading, is that what happens with tithing is we become generous and we become more open to receiving ultimately the one who is even more generous than we are, God. So tithing actually, when done properly, allows one to have more and to be able to give more. It's a cycle of giving and receiving more and more from God, is what St. Paul is trying to help us to understand and to teach us. And my God again will supply, will fully supply whatever you need in accord with his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. So again, that completion of realizing. That Christ wants to supply all that we need when we're open to that, especially in the way that we give and tithe. Now, if there are some here who don't have the custom of giving yet, people ask me sometimes, what's a first step? What's a baseline? Where's a good place to start? So what I like to tell people is start with $20 a week. That's a place for most people, a good place to start. But then what I also encourage folks is over the years you want to build. Tithing is a growing process. Who of us would say, Um, yeah, I'm good at praying at this amount. I shouldn't pray more, right? The whole idea of all of the things we've been talking about with Christ is that as we continue in our discipleship journey, we do more of those things because it helps us then to become even more of a follower, disciple. Our lives become more like the life of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So for those that already give, I thank you. But I also invite you this weekend to say, Lord, is there a way that you're inviting me to increase that giving as I seek to become even more generous towards you, Lord, and in turn, opening myself up more towards generosity. Now, once a year here at St. Albert the Great, we have a presentation from a member of our Finance Council to express our gratitude for the generosity of our parish and to share, in a general way, some of the blessings that we've received here. And please know that a complete financial statement is in this weekend's bulletin, also on our various parish communications as well. And at this time, I would like to invite a member of our finance council to please come forward, for Joe Gistel to come forward, and Joe will be sharing an overview uh, of our financials here at St. Albert the Great.